Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Fish Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly. And I'm Ariana. And today we have a very special guest. We have Sophie Rosado. She is our human design coach. She actually read our human design chart to us uh, a few weeks back and we absolutely love her. And so today we have her here so that she can share all of her wisdom and wonderful advice that she has for all of you guys and tell you about what the fuck is human design. So how are you doing today, Sophie? Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you guys. It's really an honor. I'm very grateful to be here and to be able to to share my story and share about human design and and see what lands with you guys and with your audience. Everything you say absolutely lands with us. <laughs> You're absolutely amazing. We absolutely love you. Yeah, we've had the best conversations with Sophie. So I know that this episode is going to be really nice and really fun. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. So Sophie actually has a really interesting story because she used to be a lawyer, which is a di very different path from being a human design coach. So why don't we start there? Tell us about your journey and why you decided to do that shift. That's a great place to start from. I was naturally a person that was always looking for like more information about myself and what I truly wanted to do, what I was passionate about, but it always felt kind of clunky um, throughout my, my, my growing up years, if you will, because I always felt that I had to do things that wasn't necessarily the thing that I wanted to do. Didn't mean that I knew what I wanted to do. It just meant that what I was doing was not in alignment for me, <laughs> if that makes sense. So I stumbled upon law school and I, I started, um, my first year and I even went to Barcelona in that first year summer because I just, I knew I wasn't liking it. And Barcelona was maybe my way of, maybe if I go to a different place and take different classes, maybe it'll click. But even by doing so, it, it didn't. And actually that first year I knew that I wanted to to quit. Like that was my my inner knowing, my, my voice was quit. But that wasn't possible for numerous reasons. And I finished up law school. And then I took the bar exam and I started working and I had a lot of, of good, like such good experiences truly. And the people I met along the way are so, are people that are still in my life. Like it's, it, it was a journey, but it was a journey of me trying to, to fit in, in terms of think about like trying on clothes. Like, okay, let me try this and let me try on this, um, this outfit. Okay, maybe not. And then changing into, to another thing and trying on that outfit. So I did, I did four years at the Department of Justice in Puerto Rico. Then I did two, uh, around two years at a law firm. And then I did two years at a bank. Like it really tried my way of just like, let me see where I fit in. But then while I was, you know, number of things happened, but it was this inner knowing that I knew that this wasn't my path to follow. And then my father dying suddenly, and then my grandma dying shortly after, like all of those things meshed together. And it just became really clear to me that if I wasn't happy with my future, if I wasn't happy with what I was doing and how I envisioned that future, if I continued to do what I was doing, that I was gonna, that I wasn't gonna be fulfilled, that I wasn't gonna be satisfied with my life. 
and it and it was in my control. So I could change my circumstances. It was just a way of figuring out how to change them and taking a deep breath, <laughs> making a plan, taking a deep breath, and then just like taking the plunge. I quit, I think it was May 2021. The way I like to say it is like I let go of, of being a lawyer because I just knew I needed space to see what came up to see what naturally attracted me. And in my experience, you know, this was the way I walked my path. But the noise from outside was so loud before quitting that I couldn't even get to grasp what I really wanted to do. You know, it, it was just so loud um, that I knew I needed just to like let that go and then just open up space for me to be me. And like start from scratch. So after I quit, I gave myself like two to three months of just like breathing. And then I started to lean in actually to my human design. That's the way I started to, to foster a new path. Um, and in the, re and in the, that sense, I, I asked myself, what do you want to learn? What lights you up? What are you interested in? So that's, the way I decided, oh, I'm going to study human design. And that's the way I decided, oh, I'm going to study coaching, you know, um, and start on those paths parallel and then see what came up afterwards. So that's sort of like my shift or pivoting story. And did you know about human design before you quit your corporate job or how did you stumble upon it? Yeah, I, I did. And it was something that really resonated at that moment. It was like really, it was really something that landed because it really validated what I had always felt deep down inside. Um, but as I told, like, like I said, it, the outer noise was so loud that it, it did land, but I couldn't actually embody it at that moment in time. So after I quit, I did actually want to lean into it a little bit more because it did make a lot of sense in terms of how I best make decisions and in terms of how my energy works. And that's when like summer 2021 was the summer I decided I'm really, I'm really excited about this and I really want to learn more about it. So you already knew about human design hmm. when you were in your lawyer job. So, you, but you didn't know that that was like the thing that you wanted to pursue yet. Mm -mm. So how scary did it feel to just take the leap and like not really knowing what what was coming up like how did you exactly come to that decision yeah because you had been working as a lawyer for a pretty long time right about eight years exactly. yeah no it was it's the scariest thing i've ever done um i actually i i had a plan and i even had like okay when i have x amount of dollars in my savings account then that's the that's when I will quit. And I remember I put also, I put a date like this, I'm going to quit on or before this date. But then I had the savings a few months before. And it's, I think it's important to say also that I, I could save up and it's, it was because of my decisions, you know, like I don't have huge responsibility outside myself and my husband, like I don't have kids, I don't have pets. Um, so I know it, also comes from a place of privilege to have been able to do that, to have been able to save as much as I needed to 
at least financially comfortably let my job go. That's my path. I know it's not the same path for other people, but I think that's important to say as well. But I remember I, I, I got to my number. Actually, I surpassed my number a few months before my, like my quit due date and I couldn't do it. I, I, I couldn't do it. And I remember my husband actually asking me like, I mean, what's going on or when are you actually going to do this? Like, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I'm really scared about it. Um, and it was truly also, I had a great team. I have people that I, st that are still in my life from that, from that last job. They're excellent people. And, and I really valued my team and the people that like my, my peers. So it was hard in that regard as well. But what really gave me clarity, actually, it was an exercise I did with myself. It was a, what are my non-negotiable values? And it's two, just two. You need to figure out what are your two non-negotiable values. And I did that exercise and it's, it's not an easy exercise, but, but I, I got it. I got my two non-negotiables and my two non-negotiable values are honesty and accountability. And that actually helped me at that moment in time because it was, it was me telling myself, you know what you need to do. And if you're honest with yourself, you are clear about that. You don't need to poll anybody. You don't need to go outside and see whether this is a good idea for you because most people will say, no, that's not a good idea. I knew that I needed to lean into my inner voice at least for like once in my life, in terms of my career, my profession, I needed to, to really lean into it and then be accountable for my actions, you know, take accountability for the eight years of being a lawyer for the new path for everything. And that was actually what cleared it up. And then I, I had like the courage to actually do it. And human design actually came to play a little bit later, like two or three months later when I, I said to myself, well, I need to decide what I, what I want to do. And then human design came into play because I'm a generator and, and we can talk about, you know, the human design types and everything. So I'm a generator and then I'm a trust your gut authority. I'm a wait to respond strategy. So I took these really core pieces of human design and that's how I made my decision, you know, to keep learning human design, to go into coaching, really leaning into my human design. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. We absolutely love your story and we find it so inspirational. And the first time we ever heard you say it, it was like, oh my God, like it's so brave of you and it's amazing what you're doing now. And we Thank can you. see it so clearly how you are living your purpose and you're so happy. So we absolutely love to see it. Thank um, you. <laughs> so yeah, now that we've talked about your human design journey and how you stumbled across it and how that's what you're working on right now on human yeah. design coaching, what is human design? Human design is a lot of things. But if I want people to just take one phrase, to just take one thing about human design, it's human design is the best version of you operating manual. It's a way of you to learn about yourself. It's how your energy works. It's how you best make decisions. It's how you best create and attract aligned opportunities to you. It's how you best live your purpose. It's how you'll 
your like your themes of life, how you process information. It's so rich in information and tools to each one of us that I truly find it empowering. It's in no way limiting. I always tell my clients, if you read something about human design or if you find out something that feels limiting, let it go. That's not the way human design, at least in my opinion, is 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 meant to to land. It, it's meant to be empowering. It's meant to give you language and tools for you to know yourself and to know that other person because it's really a tool of self, like it's awareness, self-awareness and the awareness of others. And it's really cool to actually learn all those things about yourself. And it's also really cool to learn those things about another, right? As I'm sure you've learned. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We've learned, Adi and me have learned so much from each other and how we work together and all of that because Sophie read us our charts. Like she read Adi's first and then she read mine and it was like, boom, like mind-blowing now we can communicate now (laughs) well before we could communicate but no but i think it just validates a lot of stuff about yourself and it also like for example i'm a projector so i have a different way of making decisions a different way of communicating and for kelly to know that it just makes everything flow better exactly Mm. yeah let's get into the types yeah yeah that's so cool okay so types is like the core thing of human design is where you first like go into it. Um, so there are five different types. There's generators or manifesting generators. There's projectors or manifestors. And then there's reflectors. So if, if for, for it to make sense in terms of the world, if, if you think about every living person, then right now the percentages are like there's 36% generators there's 32 percent manifesting generators 22 percent projectors nine percent manifestors and then a one percent that's actually the reflectors and we all operate in different ways which is the crux of this and before i get into like the definitions of the type or what actually defines each of the types it's really Again, I remind you, it's really meant to be empowering. If I'm a generator and then I find out another person's a generator, it doesn't mean that we're the same person. Like there's type is the first thing. And then we we go into like, then what's your authority? And then we go into like your profile. Like we, we can go into all these other things that actually makes you you. So human design is very nuanced in that regard. And I like, I like it because it doesn't box you in. It's not like, oh, then. You're a generator and that's it. No, you're a generator with this type of authority and this type of profile and this type of definition and so on and so forth. So generators are natural doers and creative powerhouses. They have that go-go energy about them, particularly when they're aligned and when they feel excited about whatever it is that they are doing. They have the gift of like bringing ideas and inspiration to life whether that is their own ideas or another person's ideas. Manifesting generators are a mix of the generators with that. Like, a, I like to think of it like generator and then like a sprinkle of manifestors. For that's mani- me. Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm a Kelly. manifesting generator. Kelly's a manifesting generator. And they're similar to generators, but with a few nuances. Manifesting generators are multi-passionate doers, creative powerhouses as well. They can move fast and pivot and I, I think what I love to say to manifesting generators is 
it's okay if you want to let something go and pivot and just like quit it and then start something new. Like, don't feel bad about it. Don't feel less. Don't feel like a failure. It's just your natural type of energy to just like, okay, I'm done with this and then do something else entirely different, maybe. So generators and manifestors make up the like the most people, 68%. And then we go into projectors, which Addy is a projector. <laughs> um, and then a projector, the projectors are our natural advisors, um, our guides, our teachers, our leaders. They're gifted at seeing you and knowing your gifts and talents, like innately. They have that wisdom about them. And they're here also to show us a different way of success because projectors energy ebbs and flows in a way that generators and manifesting generators don't necessarily experience they can teach us like you don't have to be on all the time you don't have to have that go 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 energy all the time like there's space to ebb and flow there's space to work and there's space to rest um so that's projectors and then manifestors they're the natural disruptors they're innovators or trailblazers they have this energy of initiation of just like having this idea and just having all the energy to actually initiate it or, or give birth to it if you will and then reflectors they re like their name they really reflect back they're, they're really a mirror of, of you and whatever's around them in their environment and they have a way about them that they can see whatever's working or not working and how to make it better. So that's basically the types. That's basically the way you start your human design journey. What type am I? And then we can get into, you know, the strategy and the authority. The strategy is how to best create and attract aligned opportunities to you. And it's really about bringing ease into your life, letting go of resistance and just like, bringing about a flow in your life. And then your authority is how you best make decisions. I'm a trust your gut authority. I have a very visceral body reaction whenever I'm a full-bodied yes or a full-bodied no. Um, and Kelly, you're a trust. I have that as well. <laughs> yeah. I have that as well. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because the way it comes up for me, and we've talked about this, like it's different than how it comes up for you because yeah. for me it's very if it's a full body yes it's very expensive it's a very magnetic pull towards that person or that opportunity um i feel it very much in my belly or if it's a full body no it's like very contracting and like it just it just like knots it just feels wrong um exactly but for me if it's a yes i just start to dance i'm dancing and dancing <laughs> that's what i like to do and if it's a no i want to throw up yeah i just have nausea <laughs> yeah but it's important you, you see the more nuance it's important exactly. to actually learn how it comes up for each of us because I, I, that's an important piece that's the, the self-awareness of it all yeah and when you told me that i was like oh that makes so much sense because i thought i was being dramatic every time i was like i think i'm gonna throw up but no it's just my body saying no so it's fine yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was interesting to also learn about Aries, um, authority and authority because you have a talk it out authority. And how did that land with you when? Very accurate. I think I would describe myself as very indecisive. So I think talking it out is the way that I 
can see like all the pros and cons. I can like evaluate the the situation from a bird's eye view. So I'm very like I need to discuss discuss. <laughs> I need to discuss each aspect of the decision or the situation to make sure that it's the right decision or the wrong decision or if I should move into this path. I'm not a person that I always know if this is 100% the right decision or if this is 100% not the right decision. I feel like I need to talk it out and yeah. Do yeah, it, and it that way. when I understood that as well, it was like, oh, I get it. She needs to, she needs it. Okay, I'm gonna listen to you. Okay. <laughs> I love talking about it with both of you. I was mesmerized. I was like, yeah, this makes so much sense. Yeah. And it's really about you talking it out and seeing how it best goes with your identity and how it propels you towards success. And then you, Kelly, you're, you're the sounding board. You're the person that's there just to hear them talk it out. Um, not necessarily it's like you need to talk it out because you need advice from somebody. It's like you need to talk it out to make sense of it. Whereas Kelly and I, we don't need to talk it out to make sense of our yeses or our noes. We really feel it in our bodies and it's that's it. We can explain it, but we don't need to verbalize it or rationalize it um, to get that yes or no. Yeah, I also loved when you told me in my human design reading that it was like, okay, Kelly, if you're going to go off and do something, like at least let Addy know because then she's going to be confused because you didn't tell her yeah. you. Kelly's always like 10 steps ahead of me. And I'm just like, wait, we're doing that? I didn't even know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because since Kelly, you're a manifesting generator, that sprinkle of, of manifester um, it really helps when you inform because you have that capacity to just like go fast and actually initiate and just like change course on your own in your head. And it, like, yeah. if you inform Ari about it, then it, I think it just allows it to go smoother. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm a little impatient with the soundboard thing. It's like, okay, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, Kelly, it's also such a gift because when projectors that have like talk it out authorities and, and being a projector, if she talks to you, it's because she feels seen and recognized by you. It's because she trusts you. She's not talking about it with anybody. She's talking about it because she feels seen and recognized and she trusts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something about projectors that you also mentioned, that their strategy is to wait to be invited. Yeah, good. Yeah, so I think that that is also very, re it resonated a lot with me because I feel like if I am not accept, like invited into a, a conversation or invited into a group or something, I don't really initiate much because I don't feel like I'm being valued there yet. Um, so yeah, that's interesting as well. Yeah, I'm so glad that landed because it, it's important for you to feel seen and recognized before you bring in your wisdom, before you bring in that new perspective that projectors bring to the table or before you tell another person their gifts and talents and how maybe you see them from outside. Because if you go into a group of people and you don't feel seen or recognized or valued 
but you still like feel the pressure to share and you do share it and maybe it doesn't land, then that's a place where you can feel invisible or undervalued, um, bitter, or even a bit of resentment because your gift, it, it wasn't valued, you know, it didn't land. So it's important for you to be invited in, in the sense that you feel seen and recognized. And that invitation, it doesn't mean that it needs to be passive. Like you're just waiting around in your home to be invited to things. No, like the way I like to think of it is when you lean into yourself more, when you do stuff that actually is in alignment for you and you feel seen yourself, you feel recognized yourself and you inherently know what your value is and what you have to offer. And you put that out into the world, the right people will find you. The right people will invite you in. will want to say, Addy, tell me more about this. Or please, can you help me with this? The people that'll land with the right people. And you just need to trust in that, you know, while quote unquote waiting, just lean into you to be seen, recognized in yourself and then put it out into the world. Like that's an important piece, you know, because you, if, if you feel seen and recognized in your home and you don't go out into the world, then nobody will see you and recognize you from, from away. Right. But yeah, but I don't like to think of it of, of passiveness in that regard. Um, Kelly and I were wait to respond, you know, and in the same sense, it's not meant for us to wait around to respond to something. It's really us leaning into what lights us up as generators and manifesting generators. We're also trust your gut authority. We share that as well. So trusting our gut and saying like saying yes to that full bodied yes, saying no to that full bodied no. And even the, I'm not sure. Like if I know that if I'm not sure, it's a no right now. I'm not doing anything about it. It'll change maybe in the future. Maybe it will not. But for now, if it's not a full bodied yes, I'm not doing it. Okay. And then our way to respond is our way of doing things is lean into whatever lights us up, lean into whatever excites us, excites us. And then when we're doing that, naturally things are going to pop up into our universe. It may be a call from a friend. It may be an Instagram post. It may be something we saw on a TV show. It may be someone we meet at a, at an event. It doesn't matter. It can come in different forms. But if we're leaning into whatever lights us up and we're very aligned in that regard, things are going to pop up and we're going to know whether to respond to that or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way. That's the way. When Sophie told me that again, it just resonated. It resonates. Yeah. This stuff is real, guys. It's amazing. <laughs> it truly is. And I also like to think, because not every time I'm doing things that light me up 100%, right? There's things that maybe we need to do that it's just needed, but we're not like, woo, we're doing this. Um, but I, the way I like to think of it as a generator um, I'm going to feel satisfied at the end of it, you know? So maybe I won't feel lit up while I'm doing it, but I know as soon as I get that done, I'm going to feel satisfied. And it's a, it's a way of me just balancing my day of having things that really, really light me up a hundred percent or 200%. And then having maybe just like one thing that doesn't light me up in between, 
so that I don't feel drained of my energy. Yeah. Does that make sense, Kelly? It totally makes (laughs) sense. You were saying that, oh, you don't love that much, like, at the actual doing, but you feel satisfied at the end. And yeah. for me, I think there's like a little nuance because I love the journey. Like I love like learning, but that's also another thing. That's your profile. That's, that's my profile. There are so many things, guys. <laughs> there are so many things about human design. That's why you should get a reading so that you understand it. Because I remember when I looked up my human design, I didn't understand anything. I was like, oh, I'm a manifesting generator. Great. And I just kept going with my day. What was it? I don't know. But now I do know. (laughs) Thanks to Sophie. Yeah. And it's your third line combined with your first line because you have like a love of learning and you also learn by by experimenting. experimenting, That's right. That's right. That's (laughs) right. So yeah, Sophie, tell us now, how can people learn what their human design is? Like, yeah. where can they find it? Of course. So I follow one of my teachers, my human design teachers and my mentor. She's named Erin Claire Jones, and she has her own website. And we can put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, we can. Okay. So we can put it in the show notes, and you can look up your design that way. And I don't think we mentioned this, but the way you look up your design is based on your date of birth, your location of birth, and your time of birth. And when we're very um, specific about our time of birth, like that's the, the best way to actually look up your human design. Some aspects of your human design can change minute by minute or hour by hour. So it's really important for you to narrow that hour and minute down the best way you can. Um, so that you, like your human design is actually your human design, whatever you're yeah. reading is yours. <laughs> so when people look up this human design, what is going to come up? Yeah. So what you can see when you, when you get your human design, it's actually your body graph and it's really, um, a diagram of how your energy works. When I'm going to be honest, when I first looked at my body graph, it was like, okay, cool. I know nothing. I can't read this. I don't know what this means. Why is this colored in? And why is this not colored in? Why is this arrow right? And then this arrow left. Um, what are these lines between these different, um, geographic? <laughs> geometric no geographic geometric figures so i really didn't know anything about the body graph like if when you first see it when you first learn about it it's really huh yeah like i was saying like we we had no freaking clue we were like yes human design i'm a manifesting generator i just a projector do we know what it is not really um but we are that yeah and the other thing, like it's a body graph and the other thing that pops up is like your type. So it's going to say your type. So how your energy works. It's going to say your strategy. So how to create align opportunities. It's going to say your authority, how to best make decisions. It's going to say your profile, how you best align with your purpose. It's going to say your definition, how you best process information. It's also, it'll have more information, um, but it'll probably also have like your channels. It'll probably also have your signposts. And one thing I love about human design is it's actually 
it actually tells you what are your signs that you're in alignment or out of alignment, like in a very simple way. So for me, it's a satisfaction and frustration. Those are my signposts. So when I'm satisfied in, in my core, and that can also come up like when I'm excited about something, then I'm in alignment. And when I'm frustrated, then that's when I'm out of alignment. And I love to think about it in terms of gathering information. So when I feel some frustration or when I feel some resentment, it, it really can come up in different ways depending on, on the person. But when I feel those types of feelings, I know something is off. And it's an invitation for me to take inventory. What's actually going on with me? What's actually going out, going on throughout my days? What am I not doing that really helps me feel in alignment? I take inventory. What's really going on? And then I pinpoint what's the thing that's actually making me feel frustrated. And that allows me to make a plan, change it up, you know, get into more alignment. So I, I, that's one of the pieces that I actually love about it. Um, so you'll have a lot of information. You'll probably won't know what to do with it when you first see it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and as I did the first time, I was like, huh? Okay, fine. Um, but I also do human design sessions. So that's some, that's a way you can actually connect with me and, and book me because we can go into your human design and I can make it digestible and practical for you. Yeah. When we did the human design with Sophie, it was amazing because we literally, for each one of us, it was different days and we sat down for like two hours, three hours. I don't even know. It was like a lot of hours. We ate also. Yeah, we ate also. <laughs> and yeah, it was just so much knowledge that she was giving us and so much, so many ways that we could become better. And she even gave us like a guide of ourselves that Addie is reading oh, hers right, right now. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, so yeah, really when she gives us these tools and it's like we've been able to incorporate them and it's just been so beneficial. And so easy to understand as well. So highly recommend, guys. <laughs> no, and you know, one of the things that's really cool about it is that we I did your, your sessions, right? And there's more things that I can share with mm -hmm. you guys. And yeah. we've talked about this, like, oh, our next, the next time we actually carve out time to do an actual session, there's, we can go into deeper layers and we can find out more information. I don't give you all the information the first time because it can be extremely overwhelming. Like it's, and I just, I wanted to land in a way that you can actually gain value out of it that you can actually start experimenting and start taking inventory, whatever you need to do to actually make yourself closer in alignment and step into that better version, then that's the way I want it to land. And then if we need like more sessions to get even deeper, then we'll do that. But at the outset, I really want you to be aware of how you work. Yeah, when you truly have the chance to like experiment all of your teachings and wonderful knowledge it's like wow this this is actually helping like for example for me and Addie we were able to communicate better I was like more aware of her like human design and what I needed to do to best serve her and I think she she does as well <laughs> she takes that into account 
Um, so yeah, that's really amazing. Like how it can help you live your life. And even if you have a job, even if you have a business, like in any area of your life, it just helps you like work better with others and just work better with yourself as yeah. well because it's like when you do the reading it's like you're validating me as a person in a way not like that but, no, but that's amazing yeah like you're just saying like it's okay that this happens because for me for example it was frustrating like oh my god i'm gonna start a new thing but then you were like you you were born like that and i'm like okay then i was like it's a part of me kelly that was interesting because that's a way you shift you shifted perspective after learning about your human design maybe before learning about how you naturally are attracted to multiple opportunities how you're naturally multi-passionate and pivot a lot then you shifted because at first you thought that that was maybe a problem or something that you needed to fix whereas now you see it as a strength Yeah, something to be embraced. Right, embracing it. That's amazing. That makes me really happy. That's the purpose of human design, for you to actually see yourself, give you permission to be yourself and embrace you. And we actually had something really funny happen after I did your sessions. And you also know about my human design. So we operate in a space where we all know our human design and our strengths and, you know, And we were actually, we were sitting at this table and we were coordinating something. And Kelly, you were going so fast. Like you were going a million miles an hour. And I remember Addy and I were being just like, what? What just happened? What did we decide? Like we we didn't even, we, we couldn't even get on your train. Like we, we stayed behind at this stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and it happened even today when we were setting everything up. I was just like, oh, and I was like, Did you understand? And they were like, eh. and I was like, okay, whatever. I understand it. It's fine. It's it's my thing. It's, it's my mind. Yeah. No, Kelly has this thing sometimes in conversations where she's talking, 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 and she forgets the point of the conversation because she goes through so many loopholes. It's so yeah. I like to say I'm gonna leave it in the parking. I'm gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> leave this in the parking for a second, and then I'm gonna go back to it, and then I forget what what thoughts are in the parking and i'm like oh i'm so sorry that's why we started a podcast so that i can learn to have continuous thoughts <laughs> no but i love that moment because it was a very evident moment of you living your design like you being super fast because you, that's your natural way of doing stuff and me and ari being like huh what just happened <laughs> So it's really, it's really about also shifting your perspective about it and also being aware that, okay, I can go fast. This is like, I can go a hundred miles an hour, but not necessarily everybody around me can go a hundred miles an hour. And just like knowing that and exactly. knowing when to just like, okay, maybe let me go back. And not getting frustrated at other people. Uh, yeah. And not getting frustrated <laughs> at other people because we're all built differently. Exactly. And we all have our strengths and, and how we best perform and our best version. I always remember um, that moment because it was so funny for us. But it's also very contagious. Like Kelly's energy is very contagious in that way that, you know, if I'm having an off day where I just don't have that much energy myself, just being next to her you know it i feed off of her energy that way yeah and that's something sophie has told us that she wants to do like a side by side i don't know how she communicates it maybe that's too deep <laughs> that's maybe a connection, that's too deep. A connection yeah. chart yeah exactly and it's like 
like deeper how, on how we work together and how our energies connect sometimes yeah. but yeah that's a whole other topic maybe that's for a, a part two guys <laughs> that's another level <laughs> a deeper layer um but what you said i find that interesting because as gen- like i'm a generator as i said and then kelly's and manifesting generator so we have this sacral center defined and what that means is that we have natural access to like the life force energy so we're naturally very energetic particularly when we're very excited about what we're doing um and that spills out it naturally spills out it gives you like anybody else it gives us energy and even between kelly and i just like being very in tune with our sacral energy when we're together we can also amplify our individual energy. And that's also one of the ways that human design helps us figure out how we best work together. One of the things I love is that it's not like, oh, projectors should work with generators and then reflectors with, no, no, no. Like anybody can work with anybody. It's just about the new ones about knowing how I work, who am I, and then how you work and who you are. And then just meshing together because that's, that's where the beauty lies. Yeah, I love that you say that because, well, you know, I go into these deep internet holes and rabbit holes and then I come (laughs) back to Sophie and I was like, I learned that this, this and this and these are not compatible. And so blah, 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 blah. And Sophie's like, "Uh, no, (laughs) don't limit like how you say, like, don't use it as a limitation or like a end all be all like just use it to empower you. And I love when you say that i say also like take what resonates and leave mm-hmm. what doesn't yeah you know and an experiment with whatever like piques your curiosity that maybe you say like i don't know if this resonates fully but it piques your curiosity then experiment with it be open exactly. to it um, and that's my profile you have a one <laughs> yeah you have a one three profile which is very based on learning and, and, experimenting. and experimenting yeah so sophie you mentioned that to get our human design we need like our birthday and uh, yeah. the date we were born and all of that and so maybe somebody's asking themselves like what how is human design different from astrology and from like your that's a good question and all of that yeah no that's a good question so human design is based on two different types of sciences if you will so more of like that ancient wisdom like astrology or like even the chakras like people who know about the chakras when they see the human design body graphs they see, oh, like that's kind of like the chakra system um, because it pulls from chakras as well in astrology and the I Ching. And, but it also pulls from biomechanics and it pulls from astronomy. So it takes a lot of ancient wisdoms and modern sciences and it just combines them to give you your human design and like your body graph and your type strategy authority and so on um so it's astrology is a piece of human design but in my experience like i've i've always wanted to learn more about myself i think i said that and like i'm a scorpio and i and i know what a scorpio is and i also went through the enneagram route and oh i'm an enneagram one and that's what it means but nothing has felt so innately me like human design Like when I found human design and I really started to put the pieces together and I really started learning 
how I best work, like what's my, my best version operating manual, that's when it really clicked. Because when I started integrating all the pieces, that's when I've, I've never felt as aligned as I feel now. And I've been in this like human design experiment for about a year now, like fully into it. And I see how the universe, it's like, like, like the universe has my back or like synchronicities happen or come across and how even with you guys, I mean, I didn't know you guys a few months ago. And I got an email. I, 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 I had found you guys on Instagram. I subscribed to your newsletter. And one of the emails that you sent really resonated. And that's an example of a way to respond, right? So I got it. And what did I do? I responded. I replied. I sent you guys an email. I told you guys, oh, I love this email. I really like this part really resonated. It was really digestible. I love the approach. Like I, I said something along those lines. And that's how we started our relationship, truly. And then I became a client. And then like it's it's been a natural progression. But when I'm most aligned is when I attract the best opportunities for me. And it's also about trusting your journey. Because I when I started this, what I call now my babypreneur, <laughs> journey this at least this part of the journey I didn't know how it was going to turn out I didn't like yes I'm going to learn about human design yes I'm going to learn about coaching but what am I going to do with that am I going to have my own business am I going to go like I didn't know where the pieces were going to land and it's so it's also about trusting your journey and when you lean into your human design when you lean into what really makes you so uniquely you then that's also trusting that the universe is going to bring you what you need to shine, what you need to have the best possible life. Oh, so beautifully said. <laughs> and I agree. Like I've, I've read my, I've had my astrology chart read to me mm. and it was like, this kind of resonates a little bit, but not a hundred percent. But when you read the human design chart, it was like, yes, a hundred percent. This is me everything resonates and even the things like i have a leadership um channel channel yeah. which is something that i'm trying to incorporate more into my life but i can see it as like i have a little fear in me that i'm not good enough to be a leader yada yada but i know that that is like the best version of myself mm -hmm. like that leader and so i think that having that chart read to me showed me that this is the best version of you. You need to explore that. You need to tap into that some more. So I think that that's where I'm going right now. But you also mentioned the your business. So I want to <laughs> dive more into business and human design. Yeah. I know that probably a lot of people that are listening are either freelancers or are maybe starting to do their own business. So mm -hmm. what can we learn about human design and how we can best use our design type in our business? Yeah, I think that's, that's a really good question. The way, and, you know, I said, I'm a babypreneur. I've been in this human design experiment for a year. It's not, this is not gospel. I preach mm -hmm. in no way. Is it a one size fits all? It's just based on my experience. And the way I've used it is I've leaned into my trust your gut authority. I've leaned into my way to respond. So it doesn't mean I haven't planted seeds, you know, the way I replied to 
your email, that's planting a seed. You could have just not responded to my email, but you did. And that in itself, like started a relationship. I also reached out to an organizational coach that I've really looked up to for almost two years now. I DM'd her. I like, and I just said, Hey, this is me. I really love your mission and your vision. It really resonates with me. I'd love to catch a cup of coffee if, if you're interested. And that landed me a collaboration with her and just like me growing my circle in terms of the people I have around me and how they each expand me. So in terms of my design, I'm a generator. I have a very go, go, go energy about me, particularly when I'm excited about what I'm doing. I have a trust your gut authority and I have a way to respond um, strategy. So I combine that in the sense that I follow what's a full bodied yes. When it's a no, it's a no. When it's a I don't know, it's a no for now. And I try to be very vigilant of what I put into my days. Because if I let things inside my days that are not in alignment for me, then I am missing out on opportunities. I am missing out on being my best version. And I want to be my best version. Like, like at this moment in my time, like I just turned, I'm going to say 37, that this moment in my time, like I want to be my best version and I want to keep evolving and I want to keep leaning into what was really truly in alignment for me. And the way I've done it in terms of my business is that's the way I've decided what I've wanted to learn. So human design and coaching. And then that's the way I decided I'm going to combine this. I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to combine these two modalities. And in terms of coaching, I'm going to lean into what really lights me up. Like if you go to my home and you see my array of books, like most of my books are of leadership. I love that. So I'm going to do leadership coaching. I'm just leaning into what I really, truly like human design is something that for me was a way to turn off all external noise. Like it's a way for me to know who I am before everybody told me what I needed to be or what I should be. So now it's okay. I'm not listening to all that noise from the outside. I'm listening to my inner voice. I'm listening to my body and what I'm feeling and not feeling. That's the way I make decisions in terms of the learning and, and, and what am I, what I'm going to do and who I'm going to collaborate with. And in my short term as a babypreneur, it has worked. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about shoulds and mm -hmm. not letting our lives be run by shoulds. And I think in business, that is really important because so many people tell you how you need to do business, how you need to be posting three to five times on TikTok to be successful and yada, yada. So many other blueprints to success. And you feel like if you're not doing it all, you're not doing your best. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's also different nuances. Like if you are... You have, for example, me and Addy, we have different ways that we would approach creating content, creating products, you know, creating all sorts of different things in the business. And you guys can go check out like what is the best, I don't know, type of service or type of content that best works for me and my business based on my human design. So, for example, if you're a manifesting generator, 
maybe you like batching content and doing like a lot of content at once and if you're a projector i don't know how that would <laughs> look like i think as a projector my energy is absent flows exactly so i think that finding a schedule where i can still show up in a low energy way mm -hmm. like having a plan for me showing up in a low energy way or planning my weeks where i have days that are less impact or less me putting myself out there in a talking way because i'm also an introvert so i get drained a lot by talking so i think that yeah it's like planning your week for success and based on the type of energy that you have and how your energy works mm -hmm. and just listening to yourself knowing when it's a full body yes talking it out and yeah not following blindly what you think you should be doing and kind of like asking yourself does this feel true to me do i actually enjoy doing this etc exactly because sometimes we try to be like other people for example addy might look at somebody online or on youtube and be like oh my god i, I want to be just like her but maybe that person is a manifesting generator or a generator mm -hmm. or you know and it's like no well that's not actually what's best for you because you know you're not gonna be like i'm gonna feel mean. drained afterwards exactly it sounds mean but it's like no you're never gonna be like her uh. no, I'm not <laughs> like that. but you know it's like no that's not what best serves you and that's not how you're gonna attract those other opportunities maybe in your business like maybe you need to do something else exactly exactly yeah. Look at you guys. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. I love that. No, what you said really, really landed. And I think it's like something that's interesting and important is learning how something best works for you. And the way that human design is not limiting and, and in fact, it's empowering. It's okay. I may not be able to do that how you do it. It's not that I'm not going to do it. It's not that I'm not going to reach that same goal that you are going to reach. It's just that my way of achieving it, my way of walking that path, it may look a little different than your path. Like, like being a leader, like we can all be leaders. We're all leaders in our life, but the way you are a leader and the way, like the way you are a leader, Adi, and the way Kelly is a leader, it's going to manifest differently. It's going to show up differently. It's, and it's, Again, the nuance of it all, which I love because that, that makes each one of us really unique in terms of our experience and our point of view. And in terms of the, the shoulds, I, I hate the shoulds. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I even have, I have something in, in my kitchen. It says, fuck the shoulds, do the wants. <laughs> love that. Like, I, I can't manage the shoulds and. And they're pretending. I, I, I put it into like this pretending box because when you're doing things that you should be doing, you're pretending to be someone else in, in some sense. I listened and heard for the longest time. Oh, you should be a lawyer. You're really argumentative or you really state your point of view or you're really vocal or you're really honest. Oh, you should be a lawyer. And then I became a lawyer. It wasn't something that I decided necessarily actively decided. But that, that's a should. And human design is a way of me shutting off all that noise, shutting off all those shoulds and saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what you think. This is the best way forward for me. And, and being true to myself in that regard, standing in my power. I love that's that. Amazing. I think that was one of our biggest takeaways from our readings. Then job well done for me. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, Sophie. Job well done. We absolutely love you, and we love that you gave us these tools to better live our lives and better communicate with each other and to better run our business empire. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think when you learn about yourself and when you learn about each other, then whatever you're doing together, then. It'll naturally flow. That's important for for whatever thing you're doing, but particularly in business, that self awareness and that awareness of the other, it really puts you in a place to thrive. You, you know then how you operate, and you know how to best go forward. You know how to best honor each one of you, and that's the best place to actually go about your business and life in general. That's what I love about human design. It's about everything because yeah. once you integrate it, it's going to impact everything you do. So now we're going to move on to some rapid fire questions. Okay. Rapid fire quotation marks. You can expand <laughs> if you wish, okay. <laughs> or keep it brief. It's up to you. Okay. It just means that we're just going to ask you a bunch of questions. They're not that many. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a Number bunch that are not that many. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Number one, if you can instill three beliefs into the listeners that are listening, that would inspire them to dream bigger, do what they want, live a more fulfilled life. What would those three beliefs be? If I can instill three beliefs to your listeners, it would be that you are unique and have value, that you can become your best version that is available to you. And thirdly, that it's essential that you lean into who you are instead of who you should be. Love it. <laughs> yeah, that's what human design is. <laughs> Perfect. Next question. What's your favorite book? My favorite book. Oh, that we could make a whole podcast out of that Sophie question. Sophie is a book nerd. I'm a Literally, book she was the friend we were doing the photo shoot with. Yeah. And she brought all the books. And I was like... Can you share these with me? And she was like, no. <laughs> she loves her books. Those are her children. <laughs> that was only one third of my books, <laughs> probably. Um, and then I get like, that's like a non-negotiable for me. Like my books are my books and I can't, I, I, I can't share them. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like that. It's, I'm very upfront about it. Sorry. No, I get it. it I've lost books to friends. <laughs> I've lost books to friends. So. They even smell different when they come back. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite book, I'd have to say probably The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. It was a very special gift given to me by my mother. But, you know, we could go on for like probably five to six hours <laughs> because I'd probably have to say... Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch mm -hmm. Album, anything Brene Brown, particularly Dare to Lead, Atlas of the Heart, The Gifts of Imperfection. Um, and is there a particular book that you wish you would have read in your 20s? Because most of our audience, they're in their 20s, you know, they're creative business owners. So do you have any book that you would like to recommend to them that you wish you would have read? Well, based on my experience, you know, and, and you guys already know my journey. So based on my experience and my journey, I would have loved to read Shelley Paxton's Soulbatical, A Corporate Rebels. I think it's A Corporate Rebels Guide to Finding Your Best Life. And that was the book that really gave me permission 
to actually quit my job, to actually say, I'm quitting my job. I'm letting this go. I'm leaving this behind in a way. And Sophie, tell us about what are your rituals or things that you do to fill up your creativity tank? It's very important for me to be surrounded by creative and expansive people. And I don't mean this lightly, like people such as yourselves. You're very much, I admire you a lot and what you've done in your short amount of time in this earth. Um, So I like to surround myself with creative and expansive people and also like reading my books, um, podcasts that really inspire me as well. And just leaning into what's lighting me up at that moment that really fills up my creativity tank. Well, that's all the questions we have for today. Thank you so much, Sophie, for coming on to the podcast and sharing your wonderful, wonderful wisdom with us. And to anyone that's listening, we highly suggest that you go check out Sophie's account and go support her, go send her a DM, yes. book her for a human design session. Her account is called Way Shower for You on Instagram. And yeah, take the chance, guys. Like, get a session read read back to you about your human design it's literally life-changing life-changing you also have other offerings right so part of my offerings is uh human design a little bit of human design i do also coaching one-on-one and i tailor it to whatever the client needs so based on your necessities and what you want to achieve i tailor the program to you I love to combine the one-on-one coaching with human design and another thing that's called the energy leadership index assessment. It's something that came with my coaching certification and it's truly something very empowering as well in terms of learning how the filters you use to see life are actually filtering life in your favor or not in your favor. So I love combining everything and just tailoring the whole program or the process to whatever the client needs. And the other thing I'm also doing, which really lights me up, is I'm collaborating with an executive and organizational coach. It's Yadira Bomar. She's Level Up Consulting Services. And I recently just joined their team as well. So I'm combining everything. And in true human design form, I am following whatever lights me up. Perfect. Love that. Love to see it. Well, thank you so much, Sophie, for coming onto the podcast. Thank you, guys.